Do your students struggle to struggle? If your students are anything like mine, the moment they hit a problem that's complex or they just don't know what to do, their hand shoots up in the air looking for me to help them. Or they just shut down and give less effort, which is the exact opposite of what we want them to do right? So starting Thursday, March 7th, I'm hosting a free Make Struggle Productive video series. The videos will be sent directly to your email and all you have to do is watch it and give the quick wins inside the video a try. Then you can interact with the Facebook group to share how it went. In these three video trainings, we will talk about how to encourage our students to build the life skill of struggling to learn. Then on Sunday, March 10th at 4 p.m. Central, we will meet live on Zoom for a workshop on the exact three steps that you can take to set up your math classroom for productive struggle. And they're surprisingly easy. If you'd like, you can join this video series all about building that important life skill of facing struggle as a mode for learning by visiting monamath.com slash challenge. I hope to see you there. This is Honest Math Chat, and I'm Mona Eel of Mona Math. I'm a former math avoider turned math teacher cheerleader, and I'm going to get real honest with you about math classroom culture, engagement, math discussions, and all the student-centered instructional practices to help you empower your students to love and understand math deeply. So every Monday on Honest Math Chat, we're going to work together to make our classrooms places where students see themselves as mathematicians. But let's not wait. If you're ready to engage every learner and get them pumped about math, you've got to use math discussions. I welcome you to download the guide to engaging math discussions right now. Go to monamath.com slash discussions. You'll get all my best tips on how to guide on the side while getting every child meaningfully engaged in discussing their math thinking. Welcome back to Honest Math Chat. How are you? How's October? I know for me, October was always a month. The honeymoon's over. The to-do list is miles long. And challenging behaviors are really starting to show up. So it's October. How are you? (laughs) But I want to talk today about probably like my most favorite way to teach math, which is through facilitating meaningful math discussions. It's honestly my favorite of the eight effective math teaching practices from principles to action. However, I didn't always feel that way. I didn't always think that math discussions were a thing. I thought that it was just, you know, I asked questions, they answered, I told them if they were right or wrong, and then we moved on. But math discussions are much more like what I loved about teaching social studies and reading and lit circles and read alouds. It's a discussion. It's wide open, but also it's orchestrated. You know, when I would do read alouds with my primary students, I would take the picture book and I would put post-it notes on the pages I wanted to stop on. I'd make notes on post-it notes of questions I'd want to ask. And the back of the book would be covered in discussion. 
where there's still student discussion, still student voice, but it's really driven by your questions. I'd love to know. Go do that now. Send me that DM and then come right back here. Are you always looking for new ideas, strategies, and mini PD sessions? Straight to your earbuds or car radio, Math Insiders has what you need. This is a subscription-only exclusive podcast for educators like you, those looking for more, looking for a movement of teachers making math more hands-on and student-centered. Math Insiders get ideas, insider-only Q&As with me, and resources to print and use today. It's five bucks a month, and you're in. Head over to monamath.com insiders to join today. In Principles to Actions, teachers are encouraged to facilitate these meaningful math discourse which means developing students' shared understanding of math ideas through analyzing and comparing students' ideas and arguments. Let's break down what that even means. We have to facilitate a math discourse or discussion where students are analyzing, comparing their ideas and their arguments to those of others. When we facilitate math discussions, we also do a lot of important other teacher moves. These are some of the other effective teaching practices that are all incorporated within facilitating meaningful discussions. We pose purposeful questions. We implement tasks that promote reasoning and problem solving. We elicit and use evidence of student thinking. We use and connect mathematical representations, and we support productive struggle in learning mathematics. All of that happens within math discussions. And research also tells us that students learn best when they are encouraged to be the authors of their own learning and when they are held accountable for reasoning about and understanding key ideas. And that is from Engel and Content from 2002, in case you were wondering what the research is. But the reality is, even if we are giving amazing thinking tasks, cognitively demanding and creative math tasks, students won't automatically reason and understand those key ideas. It's our facilitation of the math discussion that can help students develop that understanding. Students will approach problems in many different ways, and our classrooms should be places where that is welcomed and encouraged. And through the discussion, we can start to align student approaches and then helps nudge our students toward achieving the learning goal. That is what is meant by using students' representations and connecting them. That's what's meant by eliciting student thinking, right? In fact, our job to do both, to allow students to be authors of their own ideas, to create understanding and meaning for themselves, right? That's what we mean by that explore, that student-centered, hands-on math, right? Because students are creating their own ideas. But also, we have to move students toward understanding 
and hold them accountable for that understanding of the mathematics. So that's a big job. (laughs) We don't want our discussion to lean too heavily towards students' authority, where the math is hard to find in the discussion, right? And that focuses just on like sharing students' ideas and they're just they're just talking to talk kind of thing. Instead, we must have a learning goal rooted in our standards and mathematical understanding in mind and then purposely plan for that discussion so that we can facilitate it and we can include our students' voice and allow them to build that ownership over their ideas, but where the outcome is deeper math understanding. And I don't know about you, but that feels like a whole lot. I'm overwhelmed just by sharing it, honestly. But don't worry. This is why I have taken all of this and formed a really solid daily routine. The routine of a math discussion helps you keep your sanity. (laughs) It organizes your planning. And using a routine allows you to help your students know exactly what to expect each day. So let's first talk about the planning aspect. As we discussed, you really need to plan both a learning goal and then choose a task that will help students move forward toward achieving that goal. This takes a lot of time in learning and experience, to be honest with you, so that you can get really good at it, right? So with a routine where you practice this daily, you'll be learning as you plan and as you teach. So I suggest you find a grade level partner willing to do this with you. Then look at your unit or your yearly standards and write a few goals. Next up, find the tasks that will help your students achieve that goal. Be sure that you're thinking about all the problem types. Sometimes just changing the problem type to a more complex problem can help students push their thinking a little bit closer toward understanding, or it can even get them to think differently, like try a new strategy or approach solving in a different way. So real quick, let's just go through the kind of different problem types, and then you can find these on my website at monamath.com slash podcast slash 81. Or you can send me a DM on Instagram and I will send you the link. But here's the thing. The problem types are kind of leveled, okay? So I want you to think about them like level one are problems like pretty typical adding problems like join, right, with the result unknown, separate, subtraction with the results unknown, or part, part, whole, where the whole is unknown. Level two is where we're getting into a little bit more complex problems, like comparing when the difference is unknown. She's six foot, he's three foot, how much taller is he, right? Multiplication, measurement division, and partitive division. Level three problems are even more complex. Join, so again, adding, where the change is unknown, 
separate, where the change is unknown, and part, part, whole, where one of the parts is unknown. And then you have level four, which is probably the most complex. Join with the start unknown. So there's a bunch of people standing on the train um, platform. More people get off the train. About 145 get off the train and join them on the platform. Now there's 962. How many were there at first? That's a join start unknown. Same thing, but separate start unknown. And then we have compare quantity unknown and compare referent unknown. I always say that word wrong. All right. Now, I don't want you to get overwhelmed by all these problem types, but I do think it's important that you know what they are. So if you want to learn more about them, go visit that image that I have on the website or also send me a DM because I go through every problem type in my teacher training for word problem workshop. So if you want to know more about that teacher training, you can go to monamath.com slash WPW stands for word problem workshop. Or you can just send me a DM and we can chat about it. Okay. I like a routine for planning. Okay. Because remember, this whole episode is about simplifying math discussions with a routine. I plan for the whole next week, right? I choose two of those problem types that I just went through that are kind of similar that help achieve that learning goal. And then I choose two more similar problems. So let's say, so let's say, If my learning goal is for third grade and it's for this OA common core standard, determine the unknown number in a multiplication or division equation relating three whole numbers. And then they give an example. For example, determine the unknown that makes the equation true in each of these equations. Eight times question mark equals 48. Five equals blank divided by three. Six times six equals question mark. Okay. So that's the standard. If my learning goal, maybe my learning goal is I can understand the meaning of a number in a multiplication or a division equation. And then maybe I also have another one that is I can write equations to match the problem I'm solving. I might choose to do an MD, measurement division, and a multiplication problem for the week. I'll want to start the week with the multiplication problems and maybe give some more like challenging numbers since we've been working on multiplication for a while and students are starting to get it. So I'm going to give them a little bit more complex problems for the straight up multiplication problems. And then in the discussion, I'm really planning to address the meaning of the quantities, getting students to talk about the number of groups and the size of groups, okay? And also focusing on students' um, attention on writing equations to match what they did and to match the problem, because often those are different. And it really helps students identify where the unknown is in their equations when they're getting that practice um, daily, Okay, but I digress. (laughs) We will do these problems, these multiplication problems, Monday and Tuesday, and then move on to the measurement division problems on Wednesday and Thursday. And then maybe I'll leave Friday for like my assessment, my fluency practice games, small groups, etc. But that's kind of my routine for planning each week. So each week I get together with that teaching partner and we choose the learning goal and the problems. And then we anticipate, go back and listen to episode 79 
for all the details about anticipating. And then you can go listen to episode 80, which is my interview with Peg Smith, the author of Five Practices for Orchestrating Productive Math Discussions. Anticipating comes from that book. So anyway, if you want to know more about anticipating, go to that. So then we make a copy of all of our anticipated strategies and we prep our materials for next week. So we're all set. Problems are ready to go. Anticipations are all ready to go. All right. So that's how we plan for the math discussion. Then we have a routine for discussions, for having them with our students, for facilitating them, right? Because I just want to give you like three tips and I want to keep this simple because I really want you to think about how you can make it routine so it's easier for you and your students, okay? So here are the three tips for this. Number one, do a math discussion every single day. I know in the example I just said I left Fridays for like other things, but to be honest with you, we always have a discussion, even if it's about a which one doesn't belong or a number of the day or a choral counting. We always have some sort of math discussion, even if it's not the full word problem workshop. So I usually plan four days of word problem workshop, but that doesn't mean we don't have a discussion every day. All right. I know it's hard to work it in sometimes and it feels like there's not enough time with everything that you need to cover. However, I want to push you and say, this, this math discussion, this is the learning. Math discussions are how we move beyond procedural understanding and mimicking behaviors. It's how we let students author their own ideas while also moving them toward that math understanding. It's how we get students thinking deeply and feeling confident in their ideas and being willing to take risks inside of our community. I know, I get so excited about math discussions. All right, number two in your routines for math discussions with your students is establish a meeting place. Same place every day. A place where your class can be in a circle. So every single member of the community is seen and able to be heard. It's so important that you circle up for a math discussion, or in my opinion, any discussion, because it's so easy for our students who are reluctant or have math anxiety or have math baggage to hide. It's so easy to hide in a classroom. But when we're in a circle where everyone takes up the same amount of space, everyone is seen and valued, that really sends a message. So... Circle up, find a meeting place where you can do that. And then number three is use signals. Raising hands to speak is customary, right? But it's really nerve wracking for the speaker when they're talking and then all of a sudden hands start going up all around them. So then instead of like thinking about what they're saying and having confidence in their words. They're just thinking about why is everybody raising their hand while I'm talking? So instead, use a signal that's like more discreet to show that you're ready to speak. So my favorite is to do thumbs up, like thumbs on your knee if they're sitting on the carpet or like if they're at a chair, that can work too. 
This allows students to show that they have an idea without disrupting the speaker. And hopefully even the kid with their thumb up can maintain their focus on what's currently being shared. We know kids have the need to signal to us that they also have an idea, right? So giving them that discrete signal honors both their idea while also helping them learn to focus on the speaker. All right. I could go on and on talking all about math discussions and facilitator moves and all the things that you can routine to just make it easier to facilitate a discussion. I really think making a set routine can allow you to be more creative. It can allow you to take the stress off feeling like, what am I going to ask? Are they all paying attention, right? Inside Word Problem Workshop teacher training, I show you how to facilitate a math discussion and plan for them using a simple routine. There's lots of routines inside that course that'll simplify and save you time. It's going to save you sanity too. You know what I mean? Like how many things do we have to plan as elementary school teachers? So anyway, I wanted to let you know that because soon I'm going to be opening up and kind of like more of a big launch, but the price is going up. So right now it's $97 and that's the lowest it will be. The price is going to go up soon, and I just want you to have it at the most affordable price. So if you're ready to start doing math discussions daily with your students, go check out the details at monamath.com slash word problem workshop. Introducing a new segment called Honestly Though. After all, this is the Honest Math Chat. And in the title of the podcast, I've promised you, no holding back, just the honesty I was born with. So, Honestly Though will be a new segment where I'm breaking down for you a mindset or a belief or idea that you might hold and how the content of today's podcast can actually relate. Maybe add to it and enhance that belief. Or break down those barriers and switch to a more productive or positive place. I promise, as always, to keep things honest, constructive, and helpful to make your math teacher moments more enjoyable today and every day. Honestly, though, you probably feel like you don't have time for math discussions or that you already do them. And it's fine. What you're doing is fine. Honestly, though, that thinking isn't going to get you anywhere. Being reflective and being willing to consider what you might change or add to your practice truly makes things more enjoyable and less stressful for you. So what in this episode are you going to give a shot? What are you going to try from this episode? Let me know. Well, that was your dose of Honest Math Chat for today, friend. Thanks so much for listening. It would mean so much to me if you subscribed, shared this podcast with your friend, or leave a comment. (laughs) If you have not downloaded my free guide that I made in response to the questions you have all about engaging your students in math discussions, go grab it, monamath.com slash discussions. And if you have other questions that I haven't answered, shoot me a DM on Instagram at hellomonamath. I can't wait to chat more with you next week. Remember, we're here every Monday. 
I'm always listening on my way to work. When do you listen? See you soon, friend. <laughs>